Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would speak your word to us, that we would truly hear your word, and it would bear fruit in our lives, all to your honor and glory. So we pray this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Please be seated. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Why? Because the Lord is a great king above all others. Today is Christ the King Sunday. It's the final Sunday of the church year. And everything that we do throughout the year leads up to and culminates in the reality that Jesus is Lord and King over the whole world. He's defeated sin and death on the cross and he now sits enthroned on high. And he will come again in the end to put all things right and to finally and completely wipe away all tears and pain, all sorrow and grief, every sickness and injustice. This is where all things are heading because of Jesus. And yet, here we are in this in-between time between Jesus' victory on the cross and his coming victory on the last day, between his enthronement on the cross and his final enthronement on Judgment Day. And so in this in-between time, we're going to do things a little bit differently this morning. Instead of doing a deep dive into one of the passages read this morning, today I want to be very personal with what I'm learning and experiencing in the midst of this challenging time. I want to share with you some of what I'm personally learning from God and from His Word in this season of life. And trying to do that, trying to go through this learning and learn these lessons in light of the ultimate reality that Jesus is King and He will return and put everything right. So I'm going to share with you four specific things that I'm trying to learn in the midst of this, believing that perhaps my experience will be helpful to you as well as together we walk through this season with Christ our King. So four things that I'm learning in the midst of this. First, joy. Because Christ is King, we can have joy. Psalm 95, which was read today, and I started this sermon with it, Psalm 95 says, O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. And then it gives the reason why we can do that. Because the Lord is a great king above all others. Because Christ is king of all, we can come in joy. And I don't mean fake smiles and forced happiness. But as the truth of who Jesus is, as the truth of what he has done for us, as that sinks down deeper in us and we focus on him instead of our circumstances, we can have joy in the Lord. But of course, the only way that we can learn these things is when we have to face times when we're not joyful, when it's hard to be joyful. Some of you have heard me share this before, but a man that I know uh, once said to me in his time of pain and heartache, he said, you know, I've always wanted a faith worth dying for, 
The challenge is that to develop a faith like that, I'm going to have to face death from time to time. And his statement is true of all these things that I feel like I'm learning in the midst of this season. To learn all of these things, we have to face those times when these lessons are needed. We can only learn to truly experience the joy of the Lord when we face hard times when it's difficult to be joyful. And without those times, we would never really be able to learn these lessons. Life is not roses and rainbows right now. Not for me, and I'm sure not for you either. Church is challenging in an unprecedented time. Home is challenging with everything changing and the cumulative stress of all of it piling up on top of itself. But in that place, in light of Easter and Judgment Day, in light of Jesus' victory on the cross and his coming again to restore all things, in the midst of that, we can have joy in him. We can keep things in their proper perspective, and we can come with joy. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he says that this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Can't say it always feels like light momentary affliction, but Christ the King Sunday reminds us that it is. Whatever we're facing is momentary in light of eternity with Jesus. And as we grasp the goodness of Jesus, the goodness of his love, we can face our temporary circumstances with joy in light of eternity. Joy. Second, obedience. Because Christ is king, we need to learn obedience. He is king, and we are not. Now, we think of children learning obedience... We think of dogs learning obedience. We don't usually think of us learning obedience, or certainly not learning through obedience. But the Bible says that we have people in our lives that we need to obey and submit ourselves to. Christ is the king, and we submit ourselves to his word. And as our king, he has given authority to others over us that we are then called to obey. And once again, this lesson is really only something we can learn when we're told to obey something we would prefer not to. In this season, we have been told, more than just about any other, things we can and cannot do. The Bible says in Romans 13, verse 1, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. As Christians... We are specifically and explicitly commanded by God to obey our governing authorities. Never in ways that are contrary to God's word, absolutely not, and there's certainly place for civil disobedience, but we are called by God to obey our authorities that he has instituted, whether we voted for them or not. And I will also say, personally, in the midst of this, it's important for us to learn and remember that just because someone else isn't submitting to the rules and the laws doesn't mean we should disobey. So, for example, I'll just be honest with you. I want more and more people to be together in worship. And we need to be wise in the midst of this season. 
And our governor and our diocese have specifically required that we not have more people unless we keep strict physical distancing. That rule is not fun. It's certainly not what we want ultimately when we can safely gather in larger numbers, but it is certainly not contrary to God's law. And so we obey. We've expanded into more services. We may well expand into more as well. But in this time, we are learning again to be obedient to our authorities instituted by God. Obedience. Third, in this season, I'm trying to learn to keep my heart soft. Having a soft heart. Because Christ is king, we need to keep our hearts soft. Psalm 95, again, read today, says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Honestly, in a season with so much stress and uncertainty, it can be easy to become numb towards one another and even towards God. And this is something I personally have to be very conscientious of. Some people tend toward wild emotions. And I'm sure this will not shock you terribly. That's not usually the direction I go. But others of us tend a little bit... You're smirking at me. I can see it through your masks. Others of us instead tend to sort of put up our shields and protect ourselves, blocking others out and even blocking God out. And when everyone's stress level is extra high right now, stressed over getting COVID, stressed over keeping our businesses open in the midst of COVID, stressed with digital learning, stressed over elections, stressed over job loss, with everyone's stress level extra high right now, we need to give extra grace to one another and to ourselves. If we're not careful, we start assuming the worst about each other. Someone says something in their stress, and we in our stress overreact against them. We assume things about people and their motives that aren't true. And when people do that to us, if we're not careful, we harden ourselves and pull away. Now, I'm not complaining. I'm just acknowledging that your church leaders right now are experiencing this kind of thing more than you probably realize. We are all in this together, but it is hard when we receive the raw end of someone's stress right now, and we all know what that feels like. Show grace to each other, especially if someone does something that you don't like. Giving each other the benefit of the doubt, assuming good things instead of bad things about each other. Guard your words. Go out of your way to speak encouragement to one another. That because Christ is king, because we look with hope to the future when he will return, we can keep our hearts soft towards one another with that in view. As Psalm 95 encourages us, do not harden your hearts, but with gentleness and with hope, let us remain soft and caring toward one another. A soft heart. And fourth, peace. Because Christ is king, we can live in peace. Because we know the truth, we can live in peace no matter what happens around us. 
So I love the verse in Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. Now I love it, not because it draws to mind peaceful, serene landscapes and deer frolicking in meadows or something like that, but the reason I love it is actually because the context of that psalm is about chaos and destruction and war. But the call to us in the midst of that desolation is the word it used, in the midst of all of that, the call to us in the midst of upheaval, in elections, pandemics, the midst of all of that is to be still trusting in God. We can have peace because Jesus Christ is the King. We can have confidence in Him to face all the anxious things in our world because of who He is. Personally, I feel like I'm learning this lesson again to have peace in the midst of uh, whatever's going on around me is in the area of being willing to have peace while being misunderstood. See, the reality is I want everyone to agree with me. Partially because I'm right all the time, of course. But I want... That's right. right, Thanks, Ren. But of course that doesn't happen. That's the way life goes because I'm not right all the time. But I want everyone to think that I'm doing the right things and uh, doing the right things all the time. But in this season, many times I've experienced people assuming things about me or our decisions, believing things that aren't true or even saying things that aren't true. And of course, as brothers and sisters, we need to talk about that and come together. But I have to learn to be at peace in the Lord in the midst of being misunderstood. And that's hard. That's definitely hard for me. But in light of all that, in light of eternity with Jesus, we can have peace in the midst of chaos, in the midst of pandemics, in the midst of being misunderstood. Because of what Jesus has done and because of what he will do, we can have peace with God. Peace. So I want to offer you two applications that each one of us can do to help develop these traits in us in this season. And the first is to worship. Worship your heart out. Worship, sing, join in the prayers, hear again and again the message of the gospel proclaimed throughout our worship services each week. Find that part in the service that brings joy and let it bring a smile to your face. So I'm usually wearing a mask at this point so you don't see me do this, but I always have a huge smile on my face when we have my favorite line in our whole Sunday morning service. By his resurrection, he broke the bonds of death, trampling hell and Satan under his feet. Find that part and be encouraged. Worship even when and especially when you don't feel like it. Worship Jesus and see what begins to happen in your heart and in your life. Worship Jesus. And second, I want to encourage you not only to read Scripture, to read the Bible, but to memorize Scripture. Find a part of the Bible that is especially encouraging to you, especially beautiful, especially meaningful to you, and memorize it. Let it become part of you and think about it often. Worship 
and memorize Scripture, and you will discover, not that it is suddenly easy to be joyful or peaceful all the time, but that we begin to respond in joy and obedience and gentleness and peace bit by bit. Peace and joy in Jesus, who He is and who we are in Him. See, the reality is that in hard times, it's easy to turn away It's easy to lose our joy and become hardened and anxious. But it's only in times like this that we can actually truly grow and learn from the Lord how to be joyful and obedient and soft and peaceful. Lean in, worship, and immerse yourself in God's Word. Because Jesus is Lord and King, because of that reality, we can have true joy. We can be obedient in light of eternity. We can remain soft and gentle towards one another and toward God. And we can have true and lasting peace. Psalm 95 says, Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Because the Lord is a great God and a great King above all others. Amen.